Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my guest co-host Tara Dondas from Walt Danley Local Luxury, Christie's International Real Estate. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. We're talking with Jose Escobedo and Melanie Joy from SprayNet, your choice for everything spray-painted for your home. Also, if you're wondering what's going on in a real estate market, Tara will update us on all current conditions and what you should be looking for when you seek out your next luxury home. That and more right here on Boxcar Universe, your home for sustainable lifestyle living. And Tara, welcome to Boxcar Universe, your first time on the show. It's great to see you again. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you having me here. Great. So we've got a lot to cover and a lot of good things happening. And as we are coming into the month of June and uh, as the temperatures crank up, People are going to be out there looking for homes and stuff, and we want to get talk a little bit about that later and, you know, the market and all. But we want to talk a little bit about, you know, going back, being a contractor for years, you know, I walk around and I see homes that uh, go into homes, you know, and you walk in maybe to meet a customer for a specific thing, but then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're looking at everything, you know, and everything else because you want to take it all in and see. And once you've, you've addressed the issues that, you've gone out there for and then you know i i, I always tell them i'd be, be less than uh than honest if i didn't see something else and didn't tell you about it because you may not be aware of it and a lot of times homeowners are aware of it or they're not aware of it and the one thing that always stands out and i'm sure you know in the real estate business is the what the exterior of the home looks like and if it hasn't been painted in an extremely long time you know, there could be a lot of wear and tear on the on the wood and the fascia board, and and sometimes the stucco's, you know, it's just peeling and stuff like that. And even on luxury homes, sometimes homeowners. I mean, I was at a luxury home this morning looking at something for a customer, and they had the roofer come out, and they looked at the roof. And this house was built by a contractor. Okay, so you'd think, okay, he knows what he's doing. But just because you have a license doesn't mean that you're good. And this house was the perfect example of it. Part of the roof in the second story, with the roof, it was flat roof, and it had multiple tiers. Well, the lower tiers were all foamed. The upper tier had no foam on it. it they just painted the plywood, taped the seams, and called it a day. No, no way. No, I swear to God. No foam, no inch, oh, nothing. Okay, so it, it's like... The quality of what goes, and this is a, over a $2 million home. So you're thinking like, oh, well, you know, everything's got to be pretty impeccable when you go inside. And granted, the way the design was, it was. But some of the craftsmanship was just horrible. And, you know, to go back, and, and the homeowner said to me, you know, we did have leaks throughout the year, you know, but, you know, they were we, they were near the window. So we replaced the windows, but no one thought duh, to go up on the roof and look at the roof and say, is the roof good? Or are any of these leaks coming from the roof? Because water will travel wherever it wants to, as long as there's no obstructions. So um, again, looking at homes and the way they're painted, um, a lot of times, you know, you, you, I, I have to ask the question. And I said, if, you, if you're interested in doing this, you know, think about this or put it on your list of things that I need to do on your house. But I'm sure you run across that in homes a lot too. If they're not, if it doesn't present well, right. that's going to cause a problem, and you're not going to get the amount of money. That well, you especially want. at that price point, people expect something a little better. And um, as a real estate agent, I have a, a construction background, so I can see those things. And I have a pocket full of you know trustworthy contractors yeah. that I, I can call in. I think what's happened uh, because of there was a rush when the interest rates were so low. People were trying to move fast. There was a lot of shoddy work done. 
and um, you really do have to have it inspected. So rule number one for me as a real estate agent is never waive inspection, no matter yep. how badly you want the house. Absolutely. You'd never, you'd never want to do that. And, and I see a lot of people doing that or, or they'll call and say, well, I've got this, this, and this wrong. I'm like, well, wasn't that addressed with the inspect? No, it was a buy as is. Yeah. A- and that's it. Your agent isn't protecting you if they allow you to do that. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing. That's why, you know, I think it was just something that they came along that uh, tried to make the sale easier. And then, you know, but then on the other hand, too, is where's the responsibility at when you run into like major things? Okay, so who's going to be responsible? And I know uh, Dan, who is our uh, resident home inspector, he sees stuff all the time. And, you know, he he's on the uh, the board that reviews home inspectors when people have complaints at the BTR board. And he even says that he sees certain times that, well, the homeowner did a shoddy report. And okay, so whose responsibility is that? Because the homeowner is going to rely on that report. So it, it it gets to be a vicious circle after a while. Well, legally, there is a, a business contract called justifiable reliance, and that is who is responsible, right? So an employer who hires somebody, the employer is responsible if that agent of his went out to somebody's house and didn't do the good work. So the person who owns the company is then responsible for that. All right. So it gets to be really, really strange. But we wanted to get into our discussion with our, our two guests, Jose Escobedo and Melanie Joy from SprayNet. And guys, thank you for being on the show. First time here as well. Um, and you guys, we met at the uh, recent home show and I was very intrigued in, in the different, you're not just the normal paint company. So tell us a little bit about your company, SprayNet. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, we did meet at the home show over at Westworld over in Scottsdale. Thank you for having us, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, we we like to, we don't really like to call ourselves a painting company, more of like a customized coating company. We basically scratched our heads. Well, not we, but the corporate team uh, at Spraynet, our founder said, hey, what if we come up with some sort of chemically matched coating or paint, what have you? for the surface that we're painting. Maybe if we do something like that, we'll come up with something that'll allow it to stick longer, react better with that surface. And that's essentially what we offer. We offer a customized coating depending on what we paint. So our kitchen cabinet paint, completely different than our stucco paint, completely different than my personal favorite, the brick paint. That is one of our most beautiful paints. We actually call it a stain because it's not really that acrylic latex. Most paints that you're gonna get are acrylic acrylic latex based and they're gonna basically cover the surface. Ours are exceptional at bonding with the surface and working with it, depending on porosity and the environment that it's exposed to. So that's really what we offer all of our customers, as well as a 15-year warranty, because we strongly believe in the chemistry behind these products. No, it's amazing. And how long ago did the, the company start? I believe it's been around for 10, 11 years or something like that. That was when it was founded. Um, they've uh, since franchised it. Uh, they started off in Canada, and they've moved into the U.S., I want to say, four to five years ago. Started in the northern part of the U.S., Ohio, I believe, Indiana. And then now they have a lot of uh, franchisees now in Dallas, San Antonio. I think there's a few in Florida. We're actually the first here in the in the Phoenix area, Melanie and uh, Teresa. They actually started a few months ahead of my father and I, which are the franchisees for Scottsdale and Tempe. Okay, so you cover Scottsdale and Tempe. Mm-hmm. And Melanie, what areas do you cover? North Phoenix. North Phoenix. Okay, you're up at my end, the end of the world. Okay, that's good. And it's really unique, too, because, you know, I think, you know, we've had several guests on recently that have given stories about how their company started. You know, we had um, uh, Andy Hobaika on from Hobaika Services, and we were talking about how his company got started with his family way back in the in the 50s. All it, it, it was, the companies all started out of, out of a necessity, which I'm sure what you described is what, why that happened because anybody I mean, there are major paint companies out here in all over the country. Uh, some are more regional, but then on the other hand, they all, they all promote similar types of paint. Like you say, different acrylics, different primers, different, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you go to Home Depot and you get all kinds of other brands over there too. So, um, I think the homeowners are uh, maybe for the DIY person that might be okay, but if you're going to be doing something like we were talking about 
uh, a few minutes ago for, you know, high-end luxury homes and stuff like that, you you need something like the type of product that you're putting on the house. And I think the the homeowners would expect something like that if you if if Tara recommended, hey, you know, you need to repaint the outside of your house, you know, and this is the color it should be. And it's expensive. So you don't want to have to go back and do it over and over again. And my understanding is your product lasts, you said, for 15 years you have a warranty? That's right. Yeah, 15-year warranty. Um, and that's exactly right. You know, especially you guys mentioned craftsmanship at the beginning of the show. When you're doing, I mean, we've worked a lot with kitchens initially. Just it's a little bit of a uh, easier project to handle as far as material goes. You don't need as much material, but there's a lot of details that you need to cover your tape lines your maskings you know how dirty are you is everything uh flowing as far as paint and material flowing through your gun correctly there's a lot that you have to manage and yes maybe a diy paint that you could get at a home depot or lowe's will do the job just fine but when it comes to something looking factory finish brand new and looking like it's just going to revitalize your home completely you need somebody who knows what they're doing and that also has a product that is going to stand by the elements or whatever kitchen environment you're in as well. That's right. You know, and I've got an old saying I used to use way back in the day when I started the show, when we were talking about that and always trying to make sure that, you know, if, if a, a homeowner wants to do a particular project, okay, and they feel that they could do it, okay, <laughs> And, and and we made we, this was a joke because you know I always said don't let the landscaper come in and paint your home just because he <laughs> says hey by the way I finished mowing your lawn I got about you know ten gallons in a truck I noticed your house needs a painting can I would you like me to paint your house for you and I'm like no you don't let your landscaper <laughs> do the house just why you wouldn't let your painter do your lawn uh -huh. you know unless of course you had concrete and you wanted to paint it green and make it look like grass, <laughs> but, you know, but not seriously. I mean, that's so, so important. And what I've always tried to do throughout the years is get the homeowners to think about the decisions that you're making about your home, because it is for most people, the most valued, you know, purchase that you will ever make in your lifetime. Even if you make some of them, they are still some the most valued possession possession that you could have in your home. So it, it, make the right decision, have the right people come into your home, you know, and if you're not sure, then you, you need to make, you need to get multiple bids or see multiple people and take the time to go in and see what you guys are actually, you know, going to be presenting and what you want to do versus other companies that, you know, just come in and, and try and, you know, give you the, uh, the overview or the reader's digest version. And I think a lot of times homeowners, they don't take the proper time to be able to go through that and learn what they want to do. And they're just easier. It's easier for them to write the check and deal with, if it doesn't work out right, they'll deal with the damage control later, you know, which is, it's not a good way to do business. Mm -mm. Definitely not. Mm -mm. But um, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking with uh, Jose and Melanie and uh, have a little bit more to talk about uh, some of their projects and some of the services. And we want to definitely touch base on kitchen cabinet repainting because that is an area that uh, a lot of homeowners are taking, you know, a look at because, you know, cost of new cabinets and you tear out and do things and then you got to buy new countertops. It gets to be quite expensive, but uh, some of the work that uh, SprayNet does actually will revitalize your kitchen and, and make it look like new. So I want everybody to hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. 
back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here. And uh, with our guest co-host today, Tara Dondas, is with me. And I'm Steve Dubell. And we are talking with Jose Escobedo and Melanie Joy from SprayNet. And uh, guys, you know, before the show, you know, we, we touch base on um, a lot of the things that make SprayNet exceptional. And it really, I think, is a testament to the owner and uh, to you guys here in the Valley trying to make a difference. And um, I think, you know, I've lived here since 1989. And what I've seen is uh, a lot of, uh, you know, sun really just affects the exterior of your home, depending on the exposure in an unbelievable kind of way. Sometimes people back east and up north don't know how bad it is. I mean, yeah, we understand what your cold is but they don't understand what happens with the heat, you know? Um, you know, and a lot of people that live up North who've never been in Arizona, they, they have misconceptions about the whole state. They think, Oh my God, it's 120. How do you live? Well, you know, it's like, they say to me, well, how could you live in a container? It's all metal. It's well, did you ever hear of insulation? Did you ever hear of mini split air conditioning units? Those are the things that actually make it livable. In fact, if you go into a container, You'd never know the difference if you were in a home or a container because they're done and finished off exactly like your interior of your house home would be. Now, depending on how big, that's a different story because they're set up differently. But some of the configurations are, are very interesting. And then also thinking about painting. Some people like to do the exteriors um, and paint, just paint the exterior of the, of the container and they like the look of the metal. Other people do stone paint the outside of the metal. And I'm sure there's this, I'm sure there's, if you're dealing with specific paints for specific uh, surfaces, there's gotta be one in your, in your uh, stock or repertoire of specialty colors that actually would adhere well on exterior metal containers. Right. So right now we don't have a specific one for that. Now, the issue is when you have metal out exposed, right. you have something called oxidation and rust, right? That, exactly. That, that, that makes it really freaking tough for paint to stick. Whether, whatever kind of paint you're going to try to stick on that, it's going to be really tough to just chemically make it stick. Everything's going to start peeling off. So it's really hard to find some sort of chemistry that'll make that work. You're going to have to either have a perfectly new metal that you can potentially cover uh, with our door and window paint. So that's what we use to maybe paint, you know, if you have like a side gate or something like that. But again, we still run into the same issues. If it has rust, that might eventually come peeling off no matter what you put on it. So um, it, it does just in general, it's a really tough thing to paint. But when we do have that issue with customers, we say, hey, like we'll definitely give you a, a paint job. We just can't warranty something like that because, you know, it, it, it would it would be we would come back every year or so to touch up something like that. And it really would be doing an injustice to our, our product because we're saying oh yeah it's a great product but then sure. all of a sudden it's like oh okay well it's it's peeling well it's peeling because it's rusted not because our product uh doesn't withstand the elements you know yeah it's true and in one thinking about the uh you know the rust and other things that would need to be obviously cleaned up gets into the area of prep work because without mm -hmm. good prep work though that good paint's not going to stick absolutely yeah and that's that's basically what we do depending on what we're doing so if we're, if we're doing an exterior automatically power washing and then if we're doing uh, a brick house there is a chemical wash that we have to do with it as well so that's gonna reduce the uh it's not effervescence it's another word efflorescence i want to say Florence. something like that yeah where like that calcium starts to come up right. on, on the brick so when we do that chemical wash and then we let it sit make sure that it dries off and then we paint it it's going to reduce that effect which a lot of painters don't actually take that prep step for our stucco, same thing. We don't do that chemical wash, but we definitely do a power wash, make sure all that dirt and grime is off. Most uh, houses here in Arizona are, are stucco, so it's a pretty simple power wash. Let it sit for a week or so so it dries off, and then go ahead and just uh, paint it with our elastomeric solution. It's a really cool solution, by the way, which is essentially an elastic, if you want to call it that, that expands and contracts with the stucco because stucco has some porosity nothing like brick but it definitely it definitely has properties that allow it to expand and contract and our paint does that with it and it's also i want to say 30 mils thick so most of your acrylic latex is going to be like maybe five mils or something like that so definitely a thicker coverage and it's going to last a lot longer 
uh, and it works with the surface. But yeah, and same thing with kitchens too. I mean, how often do we have to clean super, super dirty kitchen cabinet doors and, <laughs> and sand them? Oh my goodness. We've had, a, I had one, one customer that was, I think she had, we found five live mice in our, <gasps> and we were there for five days or something Oh my like goodness. That. Yeah, it was an experience and a half. So the cleaning those, we put like double layered gloves and got all of our chemicals just to make sure those were clean. So yeah, prep it's, is it's, number one. It, it's, it's, Yikes. well, you know, it could be, it could be, well, I guess it could be almost as bad as what I remember. I remember one in the old uh, episodes from Property Wars. Oh, no. When somebody found <laughs> a snake. Oh, yeah. It was a yeah. snake in a corner. And I'm like, no, you don't like to find animals in cabinets and all that. Because it's it's these things that you find that you that you least expected. I mean, you know, especially because. That was a pet, though. It wasn't a rattler or anything. Okay. Oh. <laughs> And it was a plant, <laughs> probably. <Yeah. laughs> it was amazing. But no, seriously. Uh, but yeah, those things could. Those things could. You know, it, what do you do? I mean, um, it, it stops you from, you know, finishing your prep work, oh, yeah. obviously. And you have to get uh, the pest control guy to come in and say, "Hey, by the way, you know, these people." What did the homeowner say when you found those? Uh, oh, that was an experience and a half because she knew there were mice before we started the project. She kind of warned us. She said, hey, there's mice. And we're like, no, nah, no, there's no way there's mice. We were about to start putting uh, the flooring down. It's like this corrugate flooring uh, that protects uh, the homes as we work in. It keeps it clean, make sure there's no damage if anything falls on the ground. And as we were putting there, I just see like one of my crew members just like, oh, my goodness. This, is, this was Ashley. Ashley was <laughs> yeah. the one who found them. And she goes like. Uh, I'm about to faint. We're like, what's going on? What, what what the heck is going on? And there were just two live mice on on one of the traps. And we're like, okay, no big deal, right? And one of my guys is prepping, taping up top, and he hears scurrying in the pantry. And the homeowner goes in there and gets another three on a trap. And we're just like, are we supposed Ew. to keep doing the work? And she just like walked by like it was nothing. We're like, oh my goodness. Well, she paid her deposit. She wants the color change. We're just going to work in the garage. And we ended up taking all the doors off site because it was just going to be a oh, much yeah. better Yeah, uh, much, much better, better situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, can you imagine? Where was that at? Santan Valley. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that, that's a, that's the Wild West out there. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I was surprised to see how far away it was. And the, there was a lot of houses out there. But yeah. It was a yeah. heck of an experience there's, for sure. There's a lot of homes out there, and it's just it it that's an up and growing area, and mm -hmm. keeps getting bigger. But yet, it seems like you know from where we are here in Phoenix, going to Santan Valley, you better pack lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, <laughs> pretty much because it's like way out there. Well, right. we're a megalopolis, so one city runs into the next, yes. and it's kind of hard to, to differentiate where you're at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about, okay, so uh, you know, people are interested in redoing their kitchen cabinets because they don't want to spend the money to replace the cabinets, but maybe, you know, they can, they can live with the door pro in the drawer profiles and the way they look. And I'm sure you've run into it with the ones that you've done, you know, the old, as I like to call them, the old oaky look, mm -hmm. you know, the old, like, uh, uh, early American, oak colors and you know that they, they look there and they just they're so they're so dated they're so dated how do you how do you approach something like that with people when they just want to do painting on old older cabinets like yeah, that you can't just get that grain off can you we no. actually have a product that we can fill the grain nice really so we're finding that some people really love the grain look with the paint coating um so that just freshens up the kitchen makes it feel more clean and vibrant, but if they are just over that grain, we use a grain filler. We kind of, um, kind of like a, a putty or something that we would smash into the grain, um, sand off, and then we paint, and it gives them more of the um, shaker style. Not shaker not, style look. Yeah, yeah. It gives that that more. Well, shaker flat is front. just the square. Okay, so right? it just yeah, it, it leaves flat, it flat. Smooth. Yeah, yeah. But just to look more contemporary, mm -hmm. that style of grain is a little bit outdated these days. So. Yeah. Well, you know, that along with, you know, you know, buying different types of hardware, putting handles in if your hinges are, you know, concealed or exposed mm -hmm. is going to make a world of difference too. So uh, it's still expensive, but it's not as expensive just doing a complete tear out and starting over again. Right. You and know. it takes so much less time for well, us. And it's so, you know, we're talking about container buildings and we're talking, you know, it's a green way to do things. Throwing mm -hmm. everything... And the landfill is just not 
responsible. No. That's part no. of what drew me to SprayNet is that nice. exact reason is I didn't want to tear down more trees to build more cabinets. And, and they put grow. They're, the... they're a sustainable resource, right? <laughs> right? But we're a little behind it because the planet is overpopulated in some ways. But, you know, we if you have a decent box and you have a decent profile on your door, why should you throw it away? You shouldn't. Right. Yeah. As long no, as you, you shouldn't. <laughs> as long as you can live with the configuration and, you, and it works for you, then, you know, just, you know, take the money that you were going to spend on that if you were going to replace it. And I'm sure there's other things in your home that need to be done. Well, and just a design thing on top of that. So it's kind of like using subway tile. You know, it's become a trend. Subway tile is the cheapest tile that you can buy. As a home flipper, I used subway tile. Shaker Profiles is the least expensive door profile that you can buy. If you have a beautiful, heavy profile on your door, so it's not Shaker, don't throw it out. It's probably going to last longer and, and mm. you know, trends change. Mm. But, you know, Shaker was the cheap thing that we put on because we're house flippers and we want to do everything ex- inexpensively. Sure. So, you know, don't follow the trends. Follow what you like. And it makes more sense to do some fun color. Absolutely. Yeah. We try to get the homeowners to pick a color that they really love instead yeah. of just going with the whites that everybody's going with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to ask a funny question. Does any Now that, Joy, that you mentioned that when they pick their colors, did anybody ever pick your company color? Nobody has picked orange yet. No one has picked orange <laughs> yet? Oh, no. We'll have to put, it, put the word out there. Have them go, if somebody wants some orange, you have, yeah. to, you have to go <laughs> Jose yeah, right. and Joy, Jose and Melanie. Right? Yeah. Well, we can match uh, any color. I was uh, telling Tara this that if you really don't like, uh, we have a. I mean, I have the color swatch right here. We have a lot of colors to choose from. We can even match some of our exterior colors, which we have a lot more variety on to make a kitchen cabinet paint off of that because they are different chemically. But we can match the color no problem. Even if you still don't like those, you can still bring us a swatch of like, you know, we did one that same mouse lady. Uh, she, she got this very like copper looking it was called Golden Aura by Bear I think it's the one that you get at Home Depot it's the only one I've seen yeah, like that Depot. Mm-hmm. yeah and but she had like a copper countertop and like copper accents and it worked really well like good for her right but it was just like wow that's the color that we're going with for the kitchen okay so you, we can really match any color uh, that we want to as long as there's a swatch or something like that that we can send to our uh, corporate team we can match those colors. That's nice. Re- that's really great. That's really great. But um, guys, I really appreciate you guys being on the show first time, hopefully not last time. And uh, we want to let our listeners know, how can they contact you? Well, uh, you can always go to the website. And if you're really interested in the product, there is a way for you to find out if one of us is in the area. Now, because there are, we are the only two franchisees in the area, we kind of have a wider you know, net. So like, even though I'm technically Scottsdale Tempe franchise, we do handle Chandler, Gilbert, Santan Valley, all of those jobs. And uh, Melanie and Teresa also, like you guys also do a little bit more West Valley, maybe a little bit of Central Phoenix as well. So really, um, we can uh, give you the information. I don't know if you can leave it in like the show notes or, yeah, or something like that. No. So we'll have our personal uh, business card information, but you can also go to the website, see what works. and Spraynet.com. Try... Spraynet.com, yes, thank you. And you can find Scottsdale Tempe in North Phoenix, and you, both of our information will come up as well. That's really great. Guys, thank you so much, and I'm glad that you're uh, you're doing such a great job in, in educating homeowners to be able to use better products that last longer, obviously, and it's great, especially in our economy, because nobody likes to, you know, spend money, and it comes back around really quick like for instance you know i used to tell people with the normal paints you tell people well you should do your stucco maybe anywhere between eight and ten years and your wood definitely like every five years because there's a lot of homes that i walk into and i turn around and say you know uh, by the way you know i have a, a saying and i'm trying not to make the homeowner feel bad like he's been negligent but you know and it kind of make a little joke out of it you know your house is crying for paint crying for paint there's no other way because when you see those telltale signs that the home is telling you hey i need attention i mean that's just like when you as us as as humans when the body starts talking to you pay attention because it's trying to tell you there's something wrong 
And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with your home. You don't call me the house whisperer now, but uh, you know, it's obvious when things pop up, these are things that need to be addressed. And I'm glad you guys are out there and uh, we're going to do our best to help share, you know, uh, spread the word. Thank you. Well, Thank it's you. really important too for resale value and just maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, the coatings protect your oh, house. Yeah. And our warranty is transferable. So if Bingo. someone isn't sure that they want to spend the money on a really nice coating and, and something that's going to last because they may be thinking about selling, it is a, a selling point that we will transfer that warranty to the next Well, and person. that means a lot to buyers, mm-hmm. right, that their, their house is going to continue to look good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get the same question asked, you know, with people interested in doing solar. Is it transferable? Yeah, it's transferable. And the next question I have for you then is how is it on fading? Because, you know, Steve touched a little bit. Our sun is like no other. (laughs) People don't Mm -hmm. quite understand it. Um, How well does it hold up for the fading and the color? That's something that our um, corporate team has actually spent a lot of time on um, the accelerated weather testing and making sure that we're creating a product that is more fade resistant than most things on the market. And we're using white and uh, black paint as our base and we're noticing that the browns are fading a bit faster. So now we're taking the pigments out of those and putting them in the browns to make them last longer. Awesome. Yeah. And I know, and I'm sure Tara will, will attest to the fact that uh, especially in Scottsdale, uh, I think the rules of color because of the environment and the area have right. to be, you you can't you throw can't just stark paint. color. No, you can't just mm-hmm. paint any color white. People come in, I want it the whitest mm-hmm. white. I'm like, no, no. You, you don't. <laughs> and it really looks ridiculous. And the first taboob that blows through it won't be white anyway, <laughs> so I don't know what you're thinking about there. You yeah, know? it's really the haboobs are coming. That's but for every sure. area, you should check. Um, every area, every city has their LVR that, that you that's called light reflective value that you're allowed to paint at. And I will tell you, they don't look pretty when your house is super stark out there in, in the bright sun. And, you know, trying to explain that to people that, you know, color is a reflection of light. Um, it's a science. It's a simple mm-hmm. science. It's not hard, but, you know, if your house is north-facing, it's going to look different than it's south-facing. Yep. And so, you know, when you do your testing for your colors, you should put that out and actually look at it. Yep. Yeah. So that's really great. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, we will, uh, as I said, we'll get the word out, spread the word, and uh, we'll have you back on real soon. Thank you so much, Steve. All right. That was Jose Escobedo and Melanie Joy from SprayNet. So if you're in the sound of her voice in the Phoenix metro area, and you're thinking about getting your home painted, now is the time to actually have a consultation with them depending on your area, and we'll get the information out to you on uh, the individual phone numbers so this way, but you could always go to spraynet.com, check out the products and stuff that they do, uh, they use, and uh, it'll, be, it'll, be a, it, it'll be a definite upgrade from what the painting that you had done previously. So make sure you check them out. And when we come back after break, we're going to be talking with Tara and we're going to be talking about that luxury real estate market. And um, if you're in the market for a luxury home, Tara is the person that you need to speak to. So I want everybody to hang tight. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies 3 Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here from the uh, Boxcar Universe studios. And I want to let all our listeners know, you know, where we could, uh, where if you just tuned us in, you could listen to Boxcar Universe on any one of the podcast platforms as well as on our website, which is boxcaruniverse.com. Also, you'll start seeing 
our our new feature that we're uh, officially launched this week. It's called the Whistle Stop Pro Tip of the Week. And uh, we have one that is currently out there on the platforms and on the website. So with our good friend and sponsor, uh, Sean LaPointe from Mr. Electric, and our resident home inspector, Dan Hayden from DEC Building Consultants. So make sure you check that out and some really good information. And we're going to be sharing some the extra information to keep everybody on the uh, cutting edge of container home information as well as sustainable lifestyle living and products. And I think, Tara, one of the things that we uh, we touched on with our last two guests are, yeah, that definitely is a sustainable service because um, the product is good. It lasts long. It they're, they're in the mode of conserving. Then like we talked during the break, it's, um, what's that, what you, you said, when, you know, you don't want to take, you don't want, you can't take it with you when you die. <laughs> well, I was joking. I said, you come naked and leave naked and you're really not going to take anything with you. Well, just, that's true. Just look at the pharaohs, you know, we know where their bones are. So, um, <laughs> that's true. You know. But, um, as I said, uh, Tara is actually, um, our luxury real estate broker here in the Valley. And she's got. I'm a, not a broker. I'm an um, agent. Excuse me, agent. Yes, I stand corrected. My broker is Katrina Barrett. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll get all that information out to you here during the course of the next segment, and uh, let our listeners know a little bit about your history and uh, your experience in real estate. I know I mentioned the TV show, but that's just the, <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. Well, you know, Property Wars was just a little bit of what I did, and I didn't do it long. Um, I didn't really like all the public exposure. <laughs> but um, so I w- I've moved to the Valley in 1979 with my family, and I've seen tremendous changes in growth here in the Valley. It's just a very desirable area. Katrina made a comment at our last um, office meeting, and she said, you know, there are 18 people a day moving here from the Pacific Northwest looking for a home of $2 million and above because this market, it's, it's becoming more like California. Um, I remember growing up, you know, I thought a million dollars, I'd be living on an acre in a place like Circle G Ranches or someplace lovely with a big custom home. Well, that doesn't get you, a million dollars doesn't get you that anymore. It gets you a beautiful home, you know. So I guess it depends on what luxury is to you. I mean, we have people coming across our borders and, you know, luxury is is four walls and a floor. So, (laughs) you know, so I guess it depends on what your... Uh, idea of luxury is um, Walt Danley was the uh, number one agent in the state, and he he started his uh, the properties that he listed at at one point five, and that's why we are the only Christie's affiliate here in Arizona. So um, Christina Barrett, who is the number two agent in the state, and Walt have merged, and um, so it's called Local Luxury. Um, back to me, I, I've i seen all the growth. I was a home flipper. Yes, I was on the Discovery Channel for doing that. Um, so I, I know, I see potential in homes that maybe some people don't see. And, you know, sometimes you can't really find exactly what your idea of luxury is and what you want. So, you know, I think I have an ability to help people see possibility in their homes. Um, anyway, I've decided to, to not buy on the courthouse steps anymore and to uh, represent uh, buyers and sellers in the Valley. And I enjoy doing that because I feel like I'm helping people find their, their feet on the ground, right? Like home is where you start from. And it's so important. Absolutely. It's a home. And always say home is something that you're, again, your home should reflect your personality. And I think uh, a lot of times I think, uh, going through uh, just before the world collapsed in 08, 07 in that area, yeah. you know, people, you know, they were, they were, well, during the property wars here, people were buying homes, you know, and, and, and flipping them and maybe they're moving and, you know, two well, that years was later because they're of changing. The and, great short, right? Yeah, yeah. People had bought above their means, which, you know, I, I would tell anybody looking at real estate, get pre-qualified. Um, and those, I will tell you those uh, mortgage bankers and, and, the loan originators, they know a lot about the market, you know, pick their brain, listen to them because they pay close attention. You know, I just, um, I think I told you on our break, you know, we went on a, a home tour with 
with the lone singer, and, and we just had a great time. <laughs> it was really fun. But, you know, at our meeting afterwards, you know, when we really talked business, um, you know, he said when the interest rate goes up a point, 500,000 people don't buy. When really? it goes down a point, there's 500,000 more buyers. So it's a competitive market out there. We are short on inventory in a lot of places. We are build, 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 building. But, you know, like I said, there's 18, million, there's 18 people a day coming just from the Pacific Northwest. I mean, people want to live in Arizona. When the Realtor Association sent me the reports uh, last month, Scottsdale was the only place that did not go down in value at all. We're landlocked. Um, people are doing, you know, buying, tearing down homes that are on lots in desirable areas and building more desirable houses. Yeah, I mean, and you see that throughout the whole valley. And the thing that I, I've been here since 89, and what I've seen is just, it, it just expanded, the, you know, the area. Like I live, I first moved, had a house built up in North Phoenix, and it was right off of Union Hills. And Union Hills at back in 89, that was the end of the world. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything really north of that except horse ranches, far north and then carefree mm -hmm. and New River and stuff like that. And now, uh, and that was before the, in, for all the interstates got, you know, intertwined and linking all the different cities around the valley. So um, as, as things continue and you think in this market, there are a lot of things going on where... Um, people are, you know, their budgets are tight and stuff like that, but there still seems to, like you say, it seems to be a market. Those 18 people coming from the North, they're still looking for that's homes. That's just one area of the United yeah. States I'm moving here. Yeah. I mean, that's just one area that are looking for homes in that category, right. which seems to be, which seems to be, um, well, if you Pretty look incredible. at their inflated prices on their on their real estate when they come yeah. here, you know, an average house there is a lot more was a lot more expensive. So now that's kind of why we've seen that that difference, right? That I spoke about, where like I said, a million dollars used to get you a big custom home on an acre. It doesn't anymore. Yeah, that's true. So, what are some of the, what are some of the um, areas that you you were basically we touched on Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, and stuff like that? What's the range of of pricing? that you're seeing that of stuff that is available? Well, you know, you'll get a nice, you know, two, two condo, you know, for 600,000, you know, and up, you know, depending on location and view and, you know, the other little items that raise the price and value of a home. We are highly desirable because we do have, you know, the baseball come in in the winter and we just, we have so much to do here and the weather is great. And we suffer June, July, and August. Yes, yeah. we do. But, you know, every place else they're under, a you know, a foot of snow or, you know, torrential rains or, you know. <laughs> Hurricanes. Hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Hur they're becoming more so. So, you know, it's definitely... I used to think I wanted to go into that area, and I, I go and I think about it now, and I go, yeah, no, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the area, Arizona and the Phoenix market, and you know, it, it's it, the one thing I like about Arizona is that we we're here. It's it it obviously, you know, the winter time is beautiful. I mean, you you're going to get not eight to nine months of really great weather. I mean, yes. you know, when, you know, when they were in a time holiday season runs around, it comes around, you know, your friends and family are back up east and then northwest and air under, under like blizzard snow conditions. Right. And where are you? You're outside on the patio barbecuing. Yes. You know, I can live with that. That's like, I can too. It's like, I don't need to shovel snow. I was very mad when my mom moved me here. I didn't, you know, because I love greenery and all of that. But, you know, it's home and now I have two sons here. So, you know, I'm probably not going anywhere. And um, I was glad that I bought my house right before the interest rates skyrocketed. Right. Um, but I will tell you, most loan agencies will refi your house within a year if, if the interest rates change. And the truth is, is if you need a home, you need to buy a home. And, you know, like I say, get pre-qualified, live within your budget. Um, you know, you can always upgrade later. You can always refi later. There's no reason to not jump in. Um, as a matter of fact, we don't know that they're not going to continue to climb. But if they do go down in a year, most loan agencies will refi you. 
Right. And in our, you know, our resident uh, mortgage uh, gentleman, who is a friend of mine, we've had on the show several times, Jeff Cadillac, he is with uh, Nexa Mortgage. And he's just like, there are certain times of the year, he's just like, I can't, I can't even get him on the phone because he's so busy. Right. You know, so it's, it's pretty intense, but it's all, it's like all the moving pieces of the puzzle. You have to make sure that you have the right person guiding the ship. If you're looking for a home like Tara. So I want everybody to, you know, keep that in mind if you're looking for a luxury home, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more real estate with Tara. And I want everybody to hang in there because you are listening to your favorite container (laughs) program, Boxcar Universe. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell from Ideal Home Improvement. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today. You are tuned into Boxcar Universe, and we are here with Tara Donis. She is my beautiful guest co-host today, and we are talking uh, real estate with her and the uh, conditions of the real estate market here, not just in the Valley, but around the country. And, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about before the break was the influx of people coming to Arizona, which, um, you know, it seems like there's a shift going on, you know, around the country, people fleeing, fleeing areas that are, have used to be really nice and now becoming undesirable for a lot of different reasons. Um, people from, you know, I mean, I grew up in New York and everybody, when they were were done with New York, Hey, we're moving to Florida and they're going to Florida. (laughs) They want to, they want to, you know, live, live in a more temperate climate. And I think that's why Arizona has gotten to be the place. It's not, it, we we've shown that we could uh we could do some of the things that are in other parts of the country but still have a more temperate climate well we've managed our some of our issues a lot better than in my opinion california has so let's take water which i think is something that people need to understand when they come to the desert our water table is low and uh we did see a little bit more precipitation this year so we've been in effect we've been in drought for quite a while i remember when i first moved here and for most of my life we had two major rainy seasons and it just torrentially downpoured and all the clay would flood because the water doesn't permeate the ground as quickly but we have a hundred year we have rules here that they don't follow in california which is why those homes burn um you, we have to have a hundred year water supply. And we have that. And we manage that very, very carefully. So there's been some issues where people have moved further out because there's plenty of land, but the land doesn't have water. And that's the big thing that you have to remember. And that's kind of why, you know, areas that I work in, which is, you know, Arcadia, Biltmore, Estancia, Paradise Valley, North Scottsdale and Scottsdale, they're more desirable, Um, but they are built up. So, you know, there's a trade-off there. That's right. So they had to have water delivered to a couple areas. They've kind of solved that now. But, you know, we're dividing up water rights from the Colorado. And, um, you know, most of our food is grown by California. 
and they take a lot of water and they aren't managing it the way they need to. Yeah. So. And I know a lot of the people that are living, um, you know, away from the cities, you know, uh, like you say, like up in Rio Verde, I know people lived up there where yeah. they were trucking water in. I wasn't going to say the name. <laughs> that's okay. You can name a town. That's okay. And then, um, you know, either that or they, you know, they, you know, where you don't have city water, your other option is do well. You know, I remember when I built my home back in 07 and we weren't that far out. We were up a little north of Happy Valley Road. Um, we had to drill down 800, 800 feet to find water but that but that well lasted i mean it's still going you know there and it served five properties so so there are there are other options that you have to consider when you move away from that but you know like you say the lots do get bigger in some of the homes that you see that are built in arizona especially in your area around camelback mountain that are up on the mountain that are you know Mm -hmm. their values are are up there but they are (laughs) so beautiful it's just amazing Right. Yeah. You know, and if that's how you want to live, if you want to live with a city view, that's where to go. We have a lot of little, you know, it's hard to call them mountains once you've seen the Rockies, but we do have, we do have these large hills. I'll call them. Yeah, we are in the valley. I mean, you know, We're in the valley. S- seriously, yeah. you know, I, and I, I tell a lot of people, you know, I lived in Chicago for six years and the one thing, and that, that was, that was a little bit of traumatic change from New York, but in a way that everything seemed too flat. Like Indiana, everything is yeah. flat. When you move to Arizona and you live in 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 Phoenix and or in the surrounding areas, you've got you got mountains. Yeah, and I you grew go up, up in the foothills of the Appalachians, so I'm used to a little bit of topography. And yeah, I, like, I, mean, I like that, and I think that's why I'm drawn to North Scottsdale because there is a little bit of movement yeah, in the land. Absolutely. So. I mean, you know, you see and you see four peaks from Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different areas, um, and if if you really want to go back out to like what uh, what Jose was talking about earlier in the show, you go into the East Valley when you get over to Apache Junction. The mountains over in Apache Junction look really nice, and it kind of gives you that little reminder of what looks like up in Sedona because they have a little red tint to it and where yeah. the rock, for those of you who don't know. Superstition Mountain. Yeah, Superstition Mountains red have mountain. that little red red mm-hmm. mountain area versus Sedona, which the mountains are known to right. for, for their red character. But... Um, you know, thinking about the overall condition of the market in the way with our economy, the way it is now, I mean, what did, what have you seen in the last few years versus, like you say, where do you think we're going in the way of, of the market? Are we going to have more homes available, less homes available? Um, which way do you think that pendulum is going to swing? Well, I think a lot of the people who are doing like the six months, six months are opting for, um, we're doing more high rises and you're starting to see, you know, it used to be, you were only allowed to go up like three levels. Now, you know, we're up to five, eight and higher. And I think we're going to see things go up because we don't have a choice. If we're going to bring more people in and it's desirable, you're going to see the, the high rise go up. And I, I'm saddened by that a little bit, but I think it's better than, you know, just continuing to, to branch out. Um, I think history is what people have to pay attention to. And, you know, I just watched over Memorial Day weekend, the three part on FDR, mm-hmm. and you really see how he created economy. Um, and the, the book that's on him is called A Traitor of His Class because, you know, he was, a, he was an aristocrat. So, um, but we have an opportunity here to, um, because we are being responsible with our resources, we have an opportunity to manage things. So remember, folks, go out and vote your conscience with, and, and be involved, because moving forward, that's what's going to matter to us. Um, you know, take a look at the history of our neighboring states when they haven't done well and what it is that they haven't done well. Um, because obviously sustainability is a whole lot more important than I think the previous baby burner regeneration has taken responsibility for. And um, we need to think green and we need to think sustainable. So, you know, I love the fact that, you know, the, the po- folks that were here earlier, they're painting what they have. We're not loading up the landscape. You know, we need, we need to, to think about our resources and um, moving forward, 
in the market. Like I say, you just need to look at history. Nobody has, you know, is clairvoyant and can say exactly what's going to happen. But we're going to be fine. And it's it's a good time to buy a house because there are houses. Inventory is going down. We can't keep up with the build uh, for the amount of people that are moving here. Yeah, that's in talking about before talking about the high rise. I think that's why we saw in taking a look at the people looking for other ways of building. Okay, where they built that um, high rise out of containers, sixty six contain forty foot containers down in Phoenix central in central Phoenix called Ida. If you go on and look up, you Google Ida, you'll be able to see. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a fascinating looking building, and plus, it was, I was inside. It looks it looks just like regular homes in those consoles. And those the whole before they even finished it. Those those condos were going for like two thousand or more a month in rent. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's it's a rental it's a rental for the most part. So they had that done, and there's um, some companies in the East Valley, some different uh, people that we've spoken to. They're actually building five story container home projects where there's going to be it's multifamily, so it's going to be something that's really good. So you're they're reaching out in different ways. And uh, it's not just the traditional, you know, uh, brick and mortar or stick stick build homes that are actually out there, but the building the the products themselves um, are obviously more expensive than they used to be going back even five years ago. I of mean, course. you know, wood has gone, up, you know, through the roof. I mean, years ago, if somebody would have told me back, you know, five ten years ago that I'm going to pay like fifty bucks for a sheet of plywood. I would have like laughed at them, but you know, that's where it's gotten to be. So when people, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If we could only figure out what's going on and, and, and see what's we had that crystal ball and figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. That would be really, that would really Well, be I think it's important to live in the moment and just to, to do the best with what you have. Like I say, you know, budget, get pre-qualified, um, you know, and try to live close to where you work, right? Which saves um, on on our natural resources as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I know I know some people that you know back in the day when they when things were really going well and people were buying and selling and doing all kinds of things that they were they were they would they would build something more elaborate to maybe what their dream home would have been, but they were they were out there, but then all of a sudden when the world collapsed, it's like, oh my God, now I'm stuck with this, mm-hmm. this big house and, and am I going to be able to afford it? And I know a lot of people had to foreclose and they had to move in to be more or less come back and live within their means. And I think that's what everybody has to stay focused on. Do, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, that's why people have insurance because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, right. life insurance, car insurance, you just don't know, but you want to make sure that you make good educated decisions about what you're going to be doing when you buy a home. And I, like I said, it's, it's probably for most of us, it, it's the most important purchase of our lifetime, whether you buy one or multiple homes, but still you want to make sure that you you're spending your money, which we all work hard for it, uh, in the right way and in the best way to get the most value out of it. And I think that's one of the things that what our discussions have that you bring to the table when you speak to customers, that you have to make sure that, you know, that uh, if you saw something like a red flag pop up on a property that maybe the homeowner was interested in, I mean, you wouldn't want to kill the deal, but in good faith, you want to be able to sleep at night. No, we have a moral responsibility. So what real estate agents are is we are performing kind of an act of law. I remember taking business law at W.P. Carey and thinking, oh, this would be interesting, but I didn't really want to just be stuck in an office and do contracts for the rest (laughs) of my life. So I didn't become an attorney. But what um, ADRE has given us um, and why it's such an – it's it's kind of a hard test for some people to pass, um, you know, to become an agent is we are acting kind of as an attorney. But we are, we have a fiduciary duty to people. We really do. We have a, a financial responsibility. And um, you can't allow your client to lie and put it in a report. And if you do that, that's really fraud and it's immoral. And, you know, you're right. This is, for some people, it's the biggest investment they will ever make, hmm. right? And um, 
it's it's just wrong. <laughs> so if you do see something that comes up, I mean, I'm glad I have a little bit of a construction background so I can see things. I'm a detail person when it comes to design. I've worked in interior design and, of course, home flipping and things like that. And when I look at a property, I can see things that are wrong, right, And with, with something, as you would too, Steve, yeah. because you've got a construction background. And, you know, we have a moral and ethical responsibility to um, make sure that everything is is transparent in this contract. So, you know, and I like I say, if your agent is telling you to waive inspection, they are not doing you a favor. I think that's the biggest wrongdoing that agents sometimes do. People are all excited. They're in a bidding war. They really want yeah. that house. You know, but guess what? You really don't want that house if it's got termites. I mean, That's you know, right. come on now. I mean, you just have to, you have to be, you know, responsible. Right. And you exactly. have to know what's going on with your property. There are certain areas where there's pockets of scorpions. I don't want to live in those pockets. You know, there's, there are certain areas yeah. that, um, you know, are just less desirable than others, and you want to make the best financial investment. Sure. You know, you want to do that. To, and again, having a good knowledge of of what's going on and having the right person in place in 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 when you seek out a new home is going to be key to what you're doing. And that person, like yourself, will have all the right people to help the customer yes. to be able to go back and say, you know, the right mortgage person or the right home inspector to make sure well, that you go and back we can, and do it. We, we give a number of different refer referrals, right? We don't ever specify a specific person because that's kind of a collusion kind of thing and you yeah. don't do that either. That's against the rules. So, you know, the reason why it is kind of hard to get your real estate license for some people, um, they make it so that you, you have rules to follow. And your agent should be looking out for you and your best interest, yep. not their best interest. That's I would right. rather lose a sale and not sell that house than, you know, not put a home warranty on it, not get an inspection for you. Um, you know, these are just, like I say, they're moral and ethical responsibilities of agents to make sure that you're getting what you paid for. Yeah, that's really true. Tara, how can our listeners contact you? Well, you know, I'm on LinkedIn always under Tara Dondas, and my name is spelled T-A-R-A-D-O-N-D-A-S. And I'm also Tara Dondas at Gmail or Tara at localluxuryre.com. Okay. And um, I want everybody to make sure that if you are interested in looking for any kind of home, right. Tara's your lady to call. Make sure that you check out her information. And also, um, if you are interested... One of the things that I want to touch base on, too, before we wrap up the show, don't forget, if you are interested in, in a container home, Mel and I can actually go back out and uh, design your container home as well as make sure that uh, help you place it wherever you want to put it on your property. And uh, maybe you want a little small, tiny home. Maybe you want an 8 by 20 home. Put a little uh, BRBO on your property for, you know, a family member. Or maybe you want to just you know, rent it out when family member is it there. We can help you with that. So I want everybody to make sure that if you are interested, make sure that you can contact us. And uh, Mel and I are both available. You can email us at boxcarliving at gmail.com and also steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Tara, that that we also do is that we've, we've got connections for people are uh, – have been interested in contacting us for container pools. Yeah. You know, I have seen that, um, you know, I, I'm a big HGTV watcher, although I'm not impressed with their design, they do some fun things. Um, and they have dropped a couple container pools. I think the, the Scott brothers did that at one of their, uh, what is it? Celebrity IOU things where they do the flip in like a five week period. Oh, and yeah. they brought that in. And I thought that was a great use of, yeah, we have a we have a, we got some great people up in Las Vegas that actually make them. And you know, when I get my new home, one of the things I'm going to have them do is, it, and this is great because you don't. Have, I th what I like about it is you don't have to have your your yard dug up for like, you know, three months. Dig this, put the rebar in, do this, do shot creep, put it in, and just build it. We can they can actually build you the pool. 
And when you're ready, you get the, make sure you have your electric and whatever else, water, and make sure all that's ready. The pad's ready to come, and they drop the pool right on the pad. You hook it up, and you away you go. The one that I want to get is a 40-foot container pool. There, one side is pool, one side is spa. And in the middle, nice. between them, is a, is like a small deck where underneath they have all the, you know, the tanks and every all the guts for working the pool and the spa. But then from that, you could build deck around it. So it, and, and plus the great thing about it is if you move, you could take it with you. <laughs> How cool is that? And just say, I move it to my new house, but I've got to take my, I got to make arrangements to take my pool. And people are looking at you like, what? <laughs> yes, you could take your pool with you. That's a great innovation, some of the things that we can help you with. So, Tara, thank you so much for being for on the show. Me. And great that you were here. And we'll definitely, definitely have you back. All right. Nice talking and absolutely caught up with you and everything. Absolutely. And, uh, again, we want to thank all of you for listening to Boxcar Universe. And as I said earlier in the show, you can hear Boxcar Universe on any one of the podcast platforms. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week.